0: You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we're going to be talking about something pretty interesting that, I don't know, we've had this conversation before about, which is non-sagittal training. But non-sagittal training still can include multiple things. So we're going to look at specifically today, focusing a little bit more on lateral training. Now, let me just start off before I introduce my guest with this. When when I train my clients, I oftentimes give them the opportunity and I'll say things like, all right, we're going to do this circuit. At the end of the circuit, we're going to do cardio. Pick your cardio. And they will say, oh, I want to do the Ski Erg or let's do the Rower today. But I might give the option because this is what we have at the gym. So Ski Erg, the Rower, the Airdyne, the um, Sled Push, the Sled Pull, Jump Rope. And just recently, just recently, we started adding in as a gift from my friends, Jimmy and Johnny at Burn, the Slide Board. And initially, sometimes I'm like, "Hey, you don't get an option. This is what we're doing today." So I'll introduce the slide board, which is kind of cool because then later on, give them the option to do things. They'll say, "And this is why I name them." They'll pick, you know, the bike or the erg or the sled push to whatever. And then I'll say, uh, "There's also the uh, slide board," and they so often go, "Oh yeah, that yes, let's do that. That's fun." That's fun. So today, I have my friends that are here with me today. I've got Jimmy and Johnny from Bern here to join me, and we're going to talk about their slide board and their lateral training course that has NASM continuing education credits that you can take to go towards your NASM recertification. So my friends, what's going on? How are you?
1: What's up, Rick? Good to see and, you.
0: I
2: mean, we knew that you were a storytelling master of every ceremony, but now that you have the award to validate that, oh yeah, I mean, you're just you're the best. Um, Thank you. Clearly, no one can top you in anything. It's you're that's
0: Congratulations. True.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, Thank you, the, Jimmy. And now it's your I, turn. And not watching the, not watching the the video. The wall of art that's behind Rick is yeah. beautiful. It's it's. It's per I, I don't know what year it of it is of which decade but it's it's gorgeous. there's colors, there's designs Thank you. Right.
0: you know this is graffiti art is graffiti art and it's beautiful. Um, I will say this there's a it it pricks at my heart a little bit to tell you this story and you'll understand it because you are we're in a kind of a similar position. This is actually um, about a quarter inch steel behind me. So what that what this is painted on is actually steel plates. Uh, and there are two really huge plates that are behind me and they go all the way down to the floor. So um, you just see what's above the, the sofa. So anyway, this was part of the artwork that was at Recover, which you two have been to my former recovery facility that we closed down during the pandemic. Now, I will take that and then I will let you guys start to take the story from who you are, a little bit about your background, and then what led into what we're going to be talking about today.
2: I love this lateral move. I love how we're pivoting uh, quite literally into the origin story. But Johnny, um, I'm, I'm going to pass it to Johnny. Johnny Johnny is um, Johnny's the man.
1: So go ahead, Johnny. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Jimmy. And it's It's where the test is at the end of our, you know, who's who Johnny or Jimmy. Um, I'm Johnny Appleseed, but uh, no, I'm, I'm streaming to you live now from Minneapolis, you know, a pandemic later, but um, I was in New York city for over a decade with my wife and we now have a three-year-old to to set the stage, but we co-founded burn the originally the world's first cool temperature fitness studio in 2018 in New York city on flat iron uh, in the Flatiron Chelsea district. Before that, and we'll kind of we'll get to that, um, where we pioneered cool temperature workouts. On um, one of our classes was slide boards. But before that, um, I grew up in Wisconsin, uh, moved to New York for grad school in nutrition, food studies, and public health at NYU. Ended up working under Mayor Bloomberg. Um, doing built environment work on his obesity task force for, for about five years, uh, creating more opportunities for physical activity and access to healthy food and everyday living um, across all the boroughs in New York City. Along the way, got certified in NASM, which I was very, very proud of. And I held that accreditation, I think from like 2011 until 2019, when, when it lapsed, unfortunately, running a business and having a baby. And um, I'm also certified in yoga, but most recently got certified officially. I passed in January, which I'm really proud of, and just kudos to NASM for what they've done with certification and training and the education. I was just it was a total whirlwind, night and day difference from when I was studying out of my book in 2010, 11. Yeah. Um, but that's that's a little bit about me. And the fun fact is, I was a uh, I'm a nationally um, ranked. Uh, uh, um collegiate athlete i was i I, per, I performed as bucky the badger at the university of wisconsin madison oh, so. nice that's it but nice. jimmy, that's by, by all means jimmy is is an amazing human being and a multi-hyphenate and um my better half
2: you can keep going if you want to give my background too i mean if you're you're on a roll <laughs> i'm i'm happy to you know sit here quietly you know <laughs> But no, uh, jokes aside, uh, you know, I'm born and raised in the, you know, around the Scranton-Wilkes-Barre area of Pennsylvania. Uh, The show The Office, I mean, obviously President Joe Biden, but the show The Office really put Scranton back on the map. It's known as the Electric City, but it had the lights out for quite some time until The Office came out. But um, son of a small town hairdresser and a dad that worked at a hospital uh, and retired about five years ago um was a multi-sport athlete but got a uh, you know got a scholarship to wrestle at george mason university um which was a division one school right outside of dc and you know had done a bunch of different things like blended arts and sports together and was really fortunate to you know uh, come to new york after you know uh, after going to school and graduating to uh, pursue a career in in the arts and so um, besides being a certified trainer, uh, I worked in advertising. I got, was very fortunate to work on Saturday night live, um, as a, a background performer and was being trained as a writer's assistant. And, um, you know, briefly my parents don't so like me talking about this, worked as a nude art model for about two years, um, which was great. Cause I showed up undressed to go to work. Um, <laughs> which was uh, more fun for me than my family. <laughs> uh, it made, it made holiday conversations very awkward, which made me feel really, really good. But um, you know, all the while, just like really wanted to find a way to take a sense of ownership with my career. I mean, when you work in entertainment, you're kind of at the mercy of people saying yes to you. And I found that like personal training and really showing up for people's health was a great way for me to constantly sell myself and and also make people better. So, you know, burn kind of came out of an observation that I had in 2013 with a client who was just complaining about how heat was getting in the way of her performing at her best, and sort of marinated and, and made me ask more questions about why haven't we turned the temperature down when it comes to exercise. So, you know, that's, you know, fast forward, Johnny and I worked on this together. Uh, we met in the, you know, the private training space in Soho. We did trials in a beer fridge in Brooklyn Six Point Brewery. We did a trial in an ice factory in our, my hometown in Pennsylvania. And we knew that we wanted to create a whole nother environment to, to move the industry in a different direction, which is, you know, kind of chapter one, of our brand and chapter two being our pivot during the pandemic, which, you know, was came out of necessity and also came out of a, an observation that when we started our brand, we created this like inimitable workout environment. We had a really great exercise in it that most people didn't know about. And, you know, the people like at least mass markets, uh, the mass market, but I knew about it because I did train on slide boards as an athlete and i told johnny i think that this is going to be a great additive to our brand because there is just there is there is an abundance of sagittal plane movements and there is a dearth of frontal plane movements and if anything we're adding people we're adding benefit to people's you know weekly workout routine and they're they're going to know us for for more than just cold
0: yeah i i like that so one of the things and then i'll i'll let you guys kind of talk through this transition cuz i think it's interesting um, you have a lot of information on training in the cold and where that came from and then some scientific stuff to back you up. So I think that that's very cool. And what happened is that through the pandemic, you guys were doing burn, which is B-R-R-R-N. For those of you who are listening, it's burr, right? So it's a combination of being cold and the burn that comes from the workout. And so it's such a brilliant concept. It's very, very cool, so to speak. And so as this gets put together and you guys are doing classes in basically a refrigerated studio space um, and it did really well. You guys had a a lot of, uh, you know, I'm I'm in New York City. I see some of the hype that's going on around uh, training in the cold and people coming in uh, and doing these classes. And then the pandemic hits, and um, people aren't coming to the gyms. They didn't come to my gyms. The the recover everything was closed, mandated to be shut down. And then, what do you do, right? Like you still have all of this equipment, you have all this stuff, and so you guys came up with a pretty interesting way to what what i think was initially try to remain relevant and then it turned into something significant so can you just take it from that last part from the shutdown the pivot and to to what it is that you're focusing on now
1: yeah i jimmy i'll kind of hop in first and then you know, by all means um pick up the scraps and 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 my account is you know is is through through my lens and, and jimmy has his own lens but um as a former public health official um i i i think i was a little bit ahead of the curve where the direction we were heading as america you know in 2020 january february um i remember you know when kobe bryant died in january super unfortunate but i also had my eye on this virus that was spreading in china and so jimmy received some late night emails from me going like dude uh this thing is legit and we need to start to think about kind of a plan b plan c if we have to close long-term short-term plan. So we, we had to pivot very quickly. It was the hardest month. The worst month of my professional career to date was that March of 2020, having a family, having a baby. And remember we, we, that virus before we realized it was respiratory, um, we thought it was spread through touch, right? So you know, walking up an East Village apartment, four flights with a nine month, you know, nine month, 10 month, 11 month old baby, derobing, washing hands. It was, I never want to experience it again. So anyways, we had to move in with my in-laws uh, in Minnesota. Rather, thank thank God for my in-laws who were open to hosting um, their family and their crazy son-in-law who had to get busy helping and doing his role helping the business pivot. And that specifically was for as much as people loved coming to burn with 23,000 people come through our doors in a short, you know, less than two year period. They, they sung praises of the cold, the benefits, we substantiated cool temperature workouts. We, we were, do, we were with Wim Hof in 2017 before Wim Hof ever kind of became a thing. We were on that, but actually it was 20,
2: like twenty. 20- 15 when he was yeah
1: yeah yeah mm-hmm. Do, doing you know Jimmy and I holding hands doing you know forced natal breathing in the Wim Hof we,
2: ne- we had never been closer by the way
1: never been closer. <laughs> I,
2: miss those days. I miss those days
1: but um you know we we had to pivot and go all in on on slide boards and so people were loving the board they were asking how they could get it at home luckily we were in an area of of Flatiron Chelsea New York that was it was our fitness peers and some amazing people to look to and to follow one of which being, you know, Peloton and Barry's bootcamp and fitting room, just reputable, amazing brands led by, you know, really smart people. And so we went all in on, we knew it was, it was the slide board and working together to start to sell this in a direct to consumer model with a subscription. And I'll, I'll, I'll foreshadow, Jimmy, Jimmy said he was on SNL. The JV squad. Not only was he on SNL, he was in skits like Bobby Moyahan, Tina Fey days. He was in a skit with Maroon Five. He was in just nice, some really really funny skits on air. But Jimmy put on his production hat and did his thing. But that was kind of my my take. Part one of the pandemic and the pivot. Yeah,
2: I mean, um, to, to kind of give a you know short you know long short story long or long story. Short story, long, long story short. Yeah, that's that's the right. (laughs) That's the right one. I haven't had enough coffee today. Um, We there was like there was, you know, like when you're in the subway tunnel and you feel the wind before the train. Oh, yeah. The wind before the train for us, what was people constantly talking about the slide board in our class so much? So like Johnny said, they were like, how can I get this when I'm in the Hamptons in the summer? And we knew that it was giving people goosebumps in a different way. And that was that was exciting for us. So we worked together, you know to to th- figure out like how we can have an extension of our brand with this piece of equipment. And we're design we were we were designing six months before the pandemic this like connected fitness uh, you know, this connected fitness experience, you know, applied for patents for connected fitness technology, which we still own, haven't released, and not sure if we will because because of the you know what we're doing currently we were like this is this could be a nice extension and then it became the full focus and having to figure out how to operate safely to film hundreds of workouts in a short period of time to make sure that we kept our trainers you know our instructors employed um, and to make sure that we didn't miss a beat as a brand and to have the support from our investors to Create a second chapter, if you will, and I always, and I've said that I've said this so many times, but depending paint on who we're speaking to, I'll, I'll give two examples. If if the studio was Breaking Bad, the what we're doing with with Burn at Home is is Better Call Saul, and if we, we need to go back in time a little bit more, if the studio was Cheers, what we're doing right now is Frasier. So we took an we took an unusual character and gave them their own show, and we're happy that we did that because now, like just like we were defending the necessity of mild cold stress, like cold exposure. We're doing the same thing when it comes to how we want people to move in, not just with sports, but just, you know, with everyday fitness. And just how there's like the overtraining in the sagittal plane is leading to persistent muscular imbalances and chronic injuries over time, specifically to their lower back, their hips, their groin their knees. And I have facts about knee issues that scare me and a simple, you know, simple execution of lateral movement training is an incredible solve to be able to like move with less pain and with a lot more fun, no matter where you are in your fitness journey.
0: All right, so that's the kind of stuff I now want to really dig into. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie. I am your host. And with me today are Johnny and Jimmy from Burn. And so the gentlemen from Burn are talking about kind of their the origin story leading up to the, the unique character of the slide board that just kind of seemed like it was it was a part of something bigger or something different and now they've taken that that character that Frasier character so to speak the, the Saul Goodman uh, character and said okay we're gonna we're gonna now build a show around this but when you go to market you can only go so far with it's a fun different workout Right. So now you have to dig into some of the things that you were talking about. What are, what are some of the benefits besides this is a cool way to switch up cardio? Right. So w- let's, let's jump into that guys. Well, and this is,
1: this is what I get geeked out about and super excited about because we, and what's interesting, Rick is um we, when we pivoted into, and just to kind of set the stage for everyone, because I was a little rusty on some of the terminology, sagittal plane, north to south movement training, right? The, there's three planes of motion. The second plane is um, um, transverse, right? Yeah, hello, more coffee, Johnny. Putting on seat belt right across that asymmetry plane. And then the third plane that we move our bodies is frontal. And having forced, because of the pandemic, to pivot into lateral training, pivot into slide boards, we almost did it reverse we went product first and then we had to dig into the weeds and substantiate why slide why frontal plane movement mm-hmm. whereas what we did with the studio about cold was we did all the due diligence all the research about mild cold stress first raise money went to market so it got really interesting because it was like peeling back the layers of an onion and going holy cow like the the factoid for me is us doing an audit of any gym, any boutique studio, any place that we work out, this is under even the the NASM roof. It's like 80, 90%, 95% sagittal plane dominant. All of our cardio equipment in gyms is 90, 95% north to south movements. There's some transverse and a lot of the apparatus you can move in some some transverse, but the, the lateral frontal plane is totally overlooked completely underserved and then you know peeling back the layers of this onion we're going holy cow on top of it there's a lot of interesting correlations hy- hypothesizing on sports injuries um, early onset um, mobility issues like knee replacement and hip replacement um, surgeries we're getting and we think our thesis is they're they're rooted in us moving too much north to south we bike we walk, we run, we row, all in that sagittal plane. So I'll pause there.
2: Yeah. I mean, to answer your question directly, Rick, improving balance, um, you know, the proprioception is never really a big issue until you're, you know, you're in the active aging population, but having bodily awareness is important for sports, just for everyday life. Um, I would argue that there's no better tool that provides a multi-directional experience as good as a slide board does. Um, the portability, being cost-effective, just all the things that you can do for both upper and lower extremities and doing it in multiple planes of motion. I mean, we have a, a slide, it's called the tap the tap slide where you're sliding from one side to the other, but you're, you're using your opposing hand to touch the opposing bumper. And you can literally hit all three planes of motion in just one movement and i and I, I can't really off the top of my head think of anything else any other type of you know movement that you can do that would mimic that so aside from being a great low-impact core and cardio to, cardio tool I like you know that. it's a it's a it's a longevity tool and we see it firsthand with with youth athletes um being able to utilize it in, you know, for training of their sports because a majority of sports are multi-directional and like that, the moment when they have to pivot to be able to move forward with their directives as an athlete is when problems can occur, especially with, with knee issues. So, um, typically in the past slide boards weren't used until it was too late when you were like recovering for something. And so we want to offer like, you know, prehab, if you will, in the form of a fun and incredibly effective workout experience.
0: So with that, I just realized that we've been talking about slide boards, but there might be some people that are listening that have no idea what we're talking about. And I don't want them to tune out because they're like, I don't know what they're even this discussion is about. So can one of you just give a description of what a slide board is? And then we'll dig in a little bit deeper into the lateral. So I tell people,
2: take your take your phone and then pretend like this is you and you're sort of sliding side to side.
0: Kind of explaining. You have
2: two wooden bumpers. You have a, a deck that is that is slippery once you apply polish, and you're literally just sliding side to side. But it's not just sliding, you could be doing lateral lunges, you could be doing abdominal workouts. We joke and say it's as if a Pilates reformer had a baby with a treadmill, and you know, and so so and, and again for us, we have a handle, and a lot of this the innovation in this in this design came from us being inspired by our predecessors. I mean, mo- most notably Barry Slotnick from Ultra Slide, who has who created the industry's first like eco-friendly eight to 10 foot slide board, which is typically the slide boards that are long or it's, it's a longer board because, you know, back in the nineties, he was asked to create it for, I mean, he created it first and foremost for cyclists because cyclists are very sagittal plane dominant and yeah. to avoid those knee injuries and to strengthen well as, as well as move.
1: hip equalization as well, yeah. with those hip flexors mm-hmm. and extensors, because it's so sagittal
2: yeah.
1: that then you're flipping what becomes agonist of your muscle systems. When you move side to side, specifically your quadratus laborum, your TFL, your adductors, your groins become agonist muscle systems and typically they're synergistic. So recruitment patterns change and it's a nice balance to, again, that sagittal plane movement.
2: But he was asked by the Chicago Bulls to create a, a board for their athletes. So yeah, th- those are tall guys. And so oh he, yeah, <laughs> along the board, right. So, so he kind of like, you know, extended his reach, if you will, into that community by, by extending the board. But like, you know, th- this was a product made for speed skaters in the seventies, Eric Hyden, one of the most suc- successful speed skaters of all time. he, you know has won he had won every event you know back in the in the in the you know in the, in the 70s and he he created the Haydn board which was the first board you know made in the U.S. I mean the sideboards have been they were invented by the Dutch I believe in the you know in the 18th century but you know in here in the U.S. they were made as a dry lander or off-ice training tool for speed skaters for iced athletes and then moved into the rehabilitation space with dr lewis kepler who was a former speed skater and orthopedic surgeon to help repair you know knee injuries that he was seeing in his clients and he created a board called Euroglide. and it just sort of like everybody from before was influencing the next chapter of slide boards and then jeff marklin and kathy stevens came together jeff marklin was a former tight end for the pittsburgh steelers had chronic knee injuries, used the Kepler method to help rehab his injuries. Realized I want to be able to echo the benefits to mass market. Work with Kathy Stevens, who was the you know di- director at for for Reebok to help create the sort of next you know the sort of uh, the predecessor program beyond Step Reebok, and they came up with Slide Reebok, which is what how a lot of people know about this.
0: Uh, because, I remember that, yeah.
2: Because they, but what they did was. They wanted to find a more role, you know, like a, a more cost effective and portable model. So they made it like thinner. And that's where like the roll-up slide boards came about. So like they sacrificed quality for, for accessibility. But what they didn't realize was the slide aerobic era, which we, you know, you can, you know, you know, if you think about like what how what step aerobics meant to the fitness industry, now doing that on a slide board is very one dimensional. And plus the the board was sliding while you were sliding on it. So just, it didn't have legs, you know, quite literally. And, and so that kind of fell out of fashion and here, Barry, you know, in, in the midst of all this buzz happening was creating a better quality board made in the in the U S and was trying to serve it to the people that needed, needed the most, which was, which were athletes. And so we reached out to him in 2017 and said, Hey, you know, I said, i used your slide board training as a D1 athlete. It crushed me, but it prevented me from having any like knee, hip, ankle injuries. And can we work together to design one, right? That's good for mass market. So we designed the the first burn board. It was actually five feet long only, which is crazy to think about that knowing like how many people had come through our doors and we designed like programming that was, that was able to like appeal to, the, you know, the the crazed fit, you know, New York City fitness enthusiast. And we actually were updating our boards to six feet right before we had a, you know, that we chose to close because of the pandemic. But what we have now is a six foot adjustable slide board that can go from five to six feet, depending upon your age or your level of capability. And it's just incredible to see. That it's just you know it's it's the most highlighted version of of everything that we had seen that come be- that had come before us. Barry's now an investor in our company, so oh, we nice. are really the leaders of lateral movement training and being able to be authors of authority, which as you were referencing earlier, by creating the first accredited, you know, slideboard training certification for health and fitness. Ooh.
0: All right, so I do want to I do want to talk about that in a moment, but first let me reintroduce you. So that was Jimmy that was just talking, and uh, and Johnny also said something pretty interesting. And these guys are from Bern. You're listening to the NASM CPT podcast. And one of the things that Johnny had said, he started listing off some muscles, and he talked about the the QL and the adductors and the TFL and the glute medius. Let me pump the brakes there for a second and think about those. Those are the four, those are a one of the subsystems of the four subsystems that we talk about in when it comes to the core. And so that is the lateral subsystem. We have the deep longitudinal subsystem, the anterior oblique subsystem, posterior oblique subsystem. But the lateral subsystem is basically, he said all the words, he named all the muscles. And when you, when you put them all together, you go, oh, that's the subsystem that NASM talks about in the CPT briefly a little bit more in the corrective exercise specialist. And so one of the reasons that we bring up the subsystems of the core is that they create a balance for the body. When you see movement in the sagittal plane and you see deviation from sagittal plane movement, which means a transverse frontal deviation like a knee valgus as you step or an eversion or what we oftentimes refer to as Um, a pronation at the foot and ankle complex, which is the combination of uh, dorsiflexion eversion and abduction. All of that has a frontal component or a, a frontal flaw component. So we want sagittal plane movement, but we can't have sagittal plane movement Unless we have stability in the frontal plane, unless we have stability in the transverse plane, and we can't move through the different planes of motion unless we can control those planes of motion. So this is kind of like a cool moment to, to do a review for people who have gone through the CPT or through the CES to hear you, Johnny mention those muscles. And that's pretty significant because as we do that, it takes us back to what Jimmy was talking about, where he's saying there are knee injuries. There, there, there are a list. There's a trove of things that that once something becomes sagittal plane dominant, and it, and basically everything, it should be sagittal plane dominant, but not to the point that it steals from the ability of the frontal or the transverse plane to stabilize or mobilize. And so we see flaws in the frontal and transverse plane when we don't see good sagittal plane movement. So... Taking that, looking into it, give us um, some concepts of where you said, okay, now I'm going to take this information. We put together content, which by the way, those of you that are listening, if you are into something like you are like, I love doing a particular modality and you want to become a subject matter expert, then dig into that, lean into that. And then once you put your content together, Then you can reach out to NASM and do what these gentlemen have done also, which is say, hey, we've got uh, a great kind of a catalog of content of things that we work on that we've developed. And can we get NASM to provide uh, to use our course to give CCs or CEUs to people that sign up for it? So that's possible. But that's what these guys have done. So, with that being said, give us a little concept, a little idea about what's going on in the coursework, what you've put in it, what you focus on, and uh, and and how you deliver it.
1: Yeah, I'm, Jimmy, I'm just going to kind of jump in real quick to, um, to just kind of say <laughs> thank you to, to to Rick for kind of acknowledging that. And um, you know, Jim and I co- co-developed this, and it was a lot of fun unearthing the factoids and having this rooted in NASA. While we were, well, I was actually getting recertified last fall and summer, I, I think I downloaded the program or subscribed in August. Jim and I also co-wrote some presentations for major conferences that we presented at. And it was nice. just, a, it was really interesting to weave this into the OPT model and specifically stabilization and strength. Um, you know, of, of the five tiers of, of, of the pyramid, but slide boards can be used for all five tiers, including strength, including hypertrophy training, the integrating dumbbells into it. And then personally, they i to let Jimmy kind of talk about the curriculum was something that I kind of latched onto that. I'm like, that I geek out about is neuroplasticity. And specifically with, as, as Rick was talking about, you know, the, the four subsystems, you know, The lateral subsystem has kind of always been the understudy, but Mm -hmm. when you make that now, you know, the Broadway show and make all of those muscles agonist, it's specific kind of like the glute med and the TFL, but you know, the adductors and whatnot is the neural recruitment pattern then changes with how your brain fires and the synaptic pathways through your core, through your body. And to put a period on this sentence was we, we noticed this firsthand in real life then with people, any age, including me, I could not, I was not good at sliding the first time I did it. And it was a strong indicator of, I didn't have those neuromuscular pathways set up. And so I wasn't good at it the first time, the second time, but with practice and sleep, I got better. And as a consequent, my balance has improved. And as I kind of alluded to, there's new neuromuscular pathways and new neuroplasticities happening. And I'm excited to to allow to help everyone access that. And there's more to talk about nice. but the curriculum, Jimmy, by, by all means. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Thank you so much for, for, for the permission. I really, I always appreciate it. <laughs> um, thank you so much. Um, so uh, what you can expect when you are, when you're reviewing our, our curriculum, which by the way, you get 0. 0.8 credits towards your, your 2.0 research oh, nice. you know, minimum, which, which is great. And we're, we're very humbled and honored to, to receive it that much. Um, it's a combination of quizzes uh it's videos uh, a lot of the video examples are you know something that we filmed in-house and we had our studio from one of our founding instructors coco starino uh, and just demonstrating like the use case for this you know i i used slide boards on my um you know, with, with my private training clients for for years many of which were c-suite execs and some celebrities and I was always that I was the weird guy walking around the city with a slide board. You know, they thought I was like an extension of the naked cowboy. It's like, what's this, what's this guy? (laughs) But it was um, it's, for me, it started in the private training space that the one-on-one experience, because, you know, for most people, this is a new experience. I mean, if you're Gen X and older, you may remember the nineties. You may remember watching the movie heavyweights when Ben Stiller's character was, was, you know, just, um, you know, having all those kids slide, um, you know, on, on the slide board and they were, and they were falling for the sake of comedy, but most people don't know how to, how to use it. You know, they're just not as familiar as a treadmill. So, so in, in this curriculum, we want to one kind of outline and celebrate the history of the lateral, you know, of the lateral movement. And then secondly, be able to show you what we did from a one-on-one standpoint to how to execute it in a, in a group setting. So um, giving you those tools Testing you on the physiology, you know, the biomechanics. And then you know, as as every trainer knows, just like the use case, how can how can this fe- how could your group exercise experience feel like a one-on-one personal training experience when using the mm. slide? And just the optionality that you can gain, no matter if you're training youth athletes or people who are in the active aging population. We wanted to cover all those bases with a very 101 101 approach with how to
0: use the slide board. Yeah, that's good stuff. I also, uh, I had a client when we had just gotten the slide boards in, I was like, guess we got something new. So let's jump right into it, right? So uh, she sits down, she puts the booties onto her feet. She gets onto the slide board and I could see immediately, like this woman's super fit, like very dialed in. She had like anxiety getting on it at first. She was like, "I don't know. What do, what, do I have to slide?" Um, it took her less than one minute, less than a minute, to be like, "Oh, like this, right?" So there was there was this nervousness of doing something new, and you slide on it. It's slippery, so now you're you're concerned about the the position and and how far to push yourself it doesn't take long um, for people to to get used to it and start to understand it and get a feel for it. And I think that's almost like anything. If you were the first time you get on a treadmill and you're trying to figure out, like, how do I go from something that's not moving and step on something that is moving? Like, that's that's very tricky initially. And then you pick it up quite well. So I think it's just one of the things I want to point out is that um for a lot of people and i know people who are like i've never done this before and they get on it and then it takes like one bump side to side and they're like okay i'm good and they get right into it so i guess what i'm saying is like it there is a learning curve that's there for a lot of people and for some people you pick it up super well but i've never worked with anybody or seen anybody work on it that couldn't get it
2: right yeah and what a a beautiful thing to have to learn something new. I feel like they're, like everything nice, is just yeah. a, a reiteration of another of a, something that we're already familiar with. Um, you know what we didn't mention was Apollo Ono, one you know the most decorated U.S. winter athlete of all time is one of our investors, and he really he had been using slide boards since he was twelve. And you know we know it makes sense with athletes because athletes have always used them and what we had to, you know, what we distilled through our experience with the studio, having had like 23,000 people of all ages, all levels of, mm-hmm. you know, of fitness come through our doors was, how do we make it make sense for them at the mm-hmm. same time, right, what what could we implement in terms of our training methodology that still encouraged them to learn something new, but rewarded them, one, you know, physically when they're able to like actually, you know, be able to do it successfully. Um, I I would say like the hesitation the fear that people might have showing up the the fear should actually be in not training in the frontal plane like I like yeah one of these stats Rick, uh, that I that I it like almost it like almost brought me to tears going back to Johnny's onion metaphors that you know there's this two, you know there's study from 20 uh you know, 2022 from the uh the journal of academy of uh orthopedic surgeons and they talked about in the past 20 years, sports industries, uh, sports injuries in uh, in pediatric and adolescent athletes had increased dramatically, specifically with ACL injuries, um, by more than 25%. And it's it's crazy. And then more concern, you know, with more concern, like between 50 and 60% of all sports related surgical procedures um, are knee injuries amongst high school athletes. So we all know people that had like career ending injuries and most likely their knee injuries. And, you know, you, I see a world, I saw it as a wrestler, like if you can't want, you know, Penn state university has the best wrestling program in the country. They have almost a decade under KL Sanderson and his teams. And you'll see wrestlers that, you know, have knee braces, you, because it, it's such a multi-directional sport and basketball players and football players. I mean, yeah. if we would pay more attention to the pivots, I think that we would be able to move forward closer to our goals because we're we're you know we're taking a well-rounded approach by adopting a new training methodology. Now, I'm not saying that you should do this every day. You can. We designed a program that you can do this seven days a week and still feel like it's a new experience, but not doing it at all, you know, is is a problem. And and absorbing a lot of impact when trying to move laterally, if you're doing like a lateral lunge, like actually stepping. I want people to have fun. We want people to have fun. We want them to get a great workout and we want them to not have to overinvest their hard earned money into equipment that they're not going to use often, especially equipment yeah. that's going to not set them up for success to be able to move with less pain as they're later. And, you know, as they get older in their life.
0: Nice. And speaking of so the, the board itself also, uh, we want it to be functional part of functionality with any piece of equipment is do you have space for it? So what's that like? I mean, from, from your mouth, uh, what's that like for people who are like, it sounds really cool. they would like to get that in my home, but will it fit yeah. in my home? And can I put it away somewhere?
1: Yeah. What's really exciting is it's super portable. Um, and our new American made boards, we're making them out of Ohio um, are a little bit lighter for that reason. And just talking to our customer base and polling, the current board weighs about, I think, 33 pounds, and this new board is going to weigh about 26. And wow. for that reason, it's, it's transportable up and downstairs. Um, it, and what's really great is how we've made this and engineered it is the biggest thing is you don't want the board to slide while you slide. So we have really interesting, beautiful American-made pads, you know, slide resistant that we put on there, short carpeting, long carpeting wood floor, cement um, even outdoors on like a dock right um, sliding in summer it's 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 weather resistant.
2: Um, we, we, we had a tagline that said it was the gym that could fit under your couch for, yeah. for a long time but but not everybody has a, a long couch so it's a gym that can literally you know you, you can you can move out of the way it doesn't you don't have to like you know like other pieces of equipment that are a lot heavier. Like once it's there, it's there, you know, treadmills, certain bikes, like right. Right, herbs, yeah. um, what have you. So having that portability is is of great priority to someone who has a home gym and especially someone who has like a, you know, if you're a, a boutique studio owner or you are, you know, s- someone that runs a, a big box studio and you want to be able to like, you know, as we say in, in entertainment, strike, you know, strike the equipment, um, strike the set. You can and it's not a, it's not quite literally a heavy lift, so so that was that was of the utmost priority for us. But you know, again, working alongside Barry Slotnick from Ultra Slide and having him help us power this like the best made slide board that's ever existed, you know, really allows people to show up with less fear and to be, be able to get the results that they didn't think that they can get. Right, yeah.
0: fantastic. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: So I wanted to to say one of the things that like two things that I think are interesting and. First and foremost, so one thing I'm re- really proud of is um, working with with Coco Starino. Her First name is Constant. She goes by Coco. She's on our platform, and the videos and the education that we did with her that Jimmy Jimmy produced um, with our team are they're just incredible. And you know, the education side of what we're doing with slide boards, we noticed is one of the key missing elements that was lacking. Um, for the past couple decades, as to why we believe slide boards never took off, right? And so we we have education, we have amazing programming that that Coco led um, for it. So that's part of the the .8 CECs. The second thing I like geek out about is, as a former personal trainer as well, is I I would argue slide boards are the most proprioceptively enriched, the most controlled uncontrolled environment you can access in training. And specifically it's that free flow state. When you slide from west to east, left to right on that board, there's a Mm -hmm. moment of free fall. There's a moment of free fall and it essentially is multi-directional X plane, Y plane, and Z plane as you move your body west to east. Recruiting the new you know, all the muscle systems that I talked about. But if you, you know, are you if you're able to be be a champion of that and to harness that skill, the benefits are married to what it does to your quality of life of not slipping on ice, getting in and out of the car, going upstairs, picking if you're a grandparent, picking up your grandkids. It the rewards are are infinite. Again, because of that free flow state. It's it's beautiful. It's totally proprioceptively enriched. To, I Johnny, yeah,
2: Johnny has a pro, He has proprioception tattooed on his body because I mean, it, it really. Yeah. And, and once, <laughs> we all should. We all should get proprioception tattooed on our body, whether it be in cursive or or you know certain type of gothic fonts. The point is, is that it's one of the very few pieces of equipment that it can be used by people of any age. You know, I mean, it's amazing to see how. Kids do not get tired while sliding. That is true. Really oh, like my, that. put
0: my kids on it. They, yeah. my boys fell in love. I oh love it. If you want to like a
2: take down, you know, or you want to be able to, to sim it down now, you know, Sherry or terry shout out SNL, um, to be able to simmer down the level, like just like hyperactive, hyperactivity. There's nothing better than putting somebody on a board. I mean, my, my nieces like, are six and six and three, six year old. She's very, I mean, very talented soccer player like we're just like letting go on the board and then Lenin's Lenin's calm down, you know, <laughs> it says <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> my, my sister thanks me. But, you know, it's, uh, it's crazy that how similar, like I said, before our approaches to educating people on the necessity of incorporating lateral movement training the same way that we were doing mm-hmm. with cold. And now cold's kind of hit, you know, has hit, um, you know, sort of this, this, uh, collective consciousness. We want slide boards and, and specifically lateral movement training to be able to have that, that to echo that same you know level of meaning.
0: Well, how then can people that are listening to this that may be interested in it find more information about it?
1: What well, you- I was going to say that's part of the reason why we never changed our name from Burn to something else because the SEO, the search engine optimization that we had built running the studio. We need we needed to capture so we are still burn, um, which, which Jimmy had the brilliant idea of, of naming the company. Terrible idea for terrible name for our lawyers and whatnot, um, because we have three R's. <laughs> but Target and Disney for all Johnny, people. give
2: them the URL, baby. Give, 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 give them, give them, give them the burn. burn, burn.com, T H E B Triple dot N.com. All right, give them Instagram, baby. All right, Instagram, here we go
1: at burn B Triple Facebook. We're at the burn. The TikTok, we're at the
2: burn. The burn. The reason why we said the burn, by the way, if you go to burn.com, there is a gentleman who, for whatever reason, his nickname was Burn. I think his name is Brian. And um, he has a very entertaining site. And so much so, when we were starting, you know, after we were on live with Kelly and Ryan, Good Morning America, Bloomberg TV and radio, and all this beautiful press that we got for the studio. He actually came to the studio and offered to sell it to us for a ridiculous amount of money, and we're like, "We're good, dude."
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, the in front of it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> Facebook
2: was the the Facebook when I first started out. But um, okay. we we're also on YouTube. Type in you know B triple R N on YouTube. We get we actually have like sample classes that you can try. So whether you know you're at you know. independent training spot or another another studio that may have um, slide boards burn boards or or not you can be able to to quite literally get on board with those workouts and we have a variety of of levels beginner intermediate and advanced and we also have a lot of you know substantiation about about the why uh, on on youtube so um Feel free to check that out. It's it's free free to use, and please subscribe. We love we love when people subscribe. And
1: and lastly, we offer the CECs um, credited by NASM .84249 on our website. Um, Check it out. I'm I'm now certified, so I'll be taking. I need I need two full CECs. So the first one I'm going to be doing is burns, uh, which is exciting. So
0: nice, and that's a. That's a give me class for you. That's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna contest it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean,
1: take these quizzes, the, the names of, of some of the, the people, I'm like, oh geez, I don't remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Hey guys, I want to say thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to be here with me and to be on the podcast. I appreciate it. For those of you that are listening, I want to say thank you to you. It's always greatly appreciated. If you want to become a personal trainer or you want to further your education, in personal training, you can go to nasm.org and check out what we offer. You could go over to theburn.com and you can also check those guys out to get your continuing education. If you're interested in slide board training and lateral uh, movement training. I think it's great content. I've had conversations with these guys uh, um, quite a few times over the last couple of years. So I have a, a good idea. I, I know who they are, but I have a good idea of what it is that they're bringing to the table. And so um, I, I commend them to you and I and I hope you take the opportunity to check them out. Not Brian's page, that guy, uh, <laughs> but, but the Burns page. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for being here. Like, subscribe, share with your fitness friends and family. Keep inspiring people to fitness. Thanks for listening. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.